Welcome to the Functional Fitness Podcast with hosts Dave and Paul. This podcast will cover topics on training, nutrition, and mindset with a sprinkle of interesting guests to motivate and inspire you to live a fitter, healthier, happier lifestyle and have fun doing it. Hello again and welcome back to the Functional Fitness Podcast. Again, thank you so much for joining us. This week, Paul and I are joined by two absolutely inspirational women, Neve Ryan and Charlene Flanagan, the founders of Ella and Joe Cosmetics. This is such an inspirational podcast. Listening to the two girls' journey so far and the passion for what they do is absolutely incredible. We speak about everything from business to family to makeup, child reflexology, and of course, Ella and Joe, and so much more. We hope you enjoy the podcast, and as always, please share it with anyone you think may benefit, and don't forget to subscribe. Crack, how are you doing? How's it going? What is the crack? Oh, good, yourself. How are you doing? Too bad. Hang on now, hello? Hello. Hi. How are you doing? What's the crack? Great, how are you? Good, 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 good. Not bad. Getting used to our new normal. I know. And soon it'll be the other, the... It'll be, we'll be back to, to work and trying to get back to things. And you're like, how did I even work? I know. In the middle of all this. What is the story? Yeah. Have you been as busy as ever? We're mad busy. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I'm the same. Well, I, I made myself busy. So, yeah, I'm busy. Yeah. yeah. And how has it been for you personally since March, middle of March? What's, what's it looked like for you? Um, so, I suppose it's been kind of a, a bit of a roller coaster, really. I suppose the first month I found it really, really difficult. Um, sort of didn't really know kind of where my place was I kind of just felt a little bit lost and a little bit kind of I just I, I was kind of sad and kind of down didn't kind of couldn't really pinpoint it to why because I was enjoying kind of having a bit of time off the work being cancelled wasn't really bothering me but I think it was just because your your thing is kind of gone um all that you know is kind of gone and um so I suppose then I sort of took it in my own hands then and said right okay well what can I do and so I set up the online workshops and that gave me such life back again because that's what I enjoy the most I love teaching um teaching makeup and I set up online workshops and I'm in the middle of my second one now so that's been keeping me busy so I I've definitely been more uplifted since I sort of found my new thing again um so yeah how did you, how did you, I think everyone felt like that. I think I was, the, I was the exact same in March. I was like, this is just crazy. And, and we were obviously trying to service our guys as best we could. How did you get yourself out of that mind frame and into the production mind frame again? Was it just like an epiphany of boom, oh geez, I can do workshops here. Or how did that work? Was it just a thing of adapting? Um, it definitely was a thing of adapting. So I suppose last year I won the Ireland's best. Well, I, I became I became runner up in Sligo in the Ireland's best young entrepreneur. And my business idea was to um, develop an online makeup academy. But I had Charlie literally five weeks before I won that award. And just timing wise, it just didn't suit me. Ella and Joe was going extremely well, and the bridal side of things was going extremely well. So the online makeup academy just got parked a little bit. So, it, but it was always, always in the back of my mind. And I suppose now that I had the time, um, I just said, right, Charlene, this is your time now. Um, so the online makeup academy website is being built in the background. But I kind of said, right, okay, Charlene, you know, take this, use your platforms that you currently have. So I suppose I initially had the idea, I tested a couple of different ways and it eventually worked out better for me to run it 
through private Instagram pages. And it's been an extremely massive learning curve for me because I've learned things now, what, what to do with the website and what not to do with the website. Whereas before I did this, I kind of didn't have any experience in that side of things. So I've really learned a lot in the longer term plan. So hopefully it'll, it'll serve to me and it'll stand to me that way. So yeah, it was just really just trying to think, what do I enjoy the most? Because obviously the bridal side, I love the bridal side of my work. And so that's just being put on hold now for the foreseeable. And um, I was like, what's my other love? And it was just teaching and education. And I suppose that just kind of brainstorming really with um, Tara Rafter, the navigation coach. I, I used Tara as my life and business coach. And it was just sort of sitting down and brainstorming. And she just kind of gave me, to put it in a in a in a nice way gave me the kick up the butt kind of that I needed to stop <laughs> doubting myself and just to go for it um so yeah I kind of I have Tara really to thank for just her words of wisdom and her encouragement and just helping me just to believe in myself really and just to go for it and I'm really glad that I did yeah brilliant we, we've had her. She's just, I've only been stalking you for the past two years to make you do it but you know <laughs> <laughs> I know I know sometimes it takes an external voice Nee. for sure for sure <laughs> How has it looked for you? You've been crazy as well. Uh, yeah, crazy. So I suppose I was 34 weeks pregnant when, well, yeah, 33 oh. weeks pregnant, 34 weeks pregnant when this kind of stuff all kicked off. 33 weeks around kind of Paddy's weekend. And um, yeah, things just kind of had to make the decision, obviously the same as yourselves, to close the front door of the business, um, the two businesses. Um, Ella and Joe has been kept going, but the Brown Mix Studio and Bella Beauty are obviously front facing. So, um, and my own reflexology is front facing as well. So I had to just make a call and I had to say, right, lads, if we're too close. You cannot do the social distancing thing. Let's just, you know, close the doors and see how we go. And then a week later, um, I ended up in hospital and I ended up having my fourth baby at 34 weeks. Wow. So things have been a bit crazy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, just slightly crazy. Thanks very much. Thank you. So like, to be honest, I've just been surviving. Um, and no more than I thought that this, with this pregnancy, this maternity leave, that I'd actually get to relax and chill out a little bit. But tough <laughs> shit world. <laughs> not happening. Yes, yes. Because obviously in the background, you have to be planning and figuring out, right, okay, we have to do this, that and the other, the PPE, organising the girls' wages or what's happening with all the government and supports and the different things that are happening, you know? So, um, and making sure that everyone's certified and making sure that everyone's re-educated in different areas and that we're, you know, our eyes are on the ball and we're refocusing kind of for opening back up again, do you know? Yeah, it's, so, it's yeah. busier now more than ever, hasn't it? Oh, 100%. Yeah, but you know, well, a big a positive. Middle of yeah, it. exactly. The poor child is just thrown in the corner or put oh. in a sling and he's like, come on, <laughs> let's just get on with things. Let's go. But isn't that how it goes? That's, this is obviously not your first baby. Have you got... It's not my first rodeo. Yeah, this is my fourth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't they baby. get a little bit less attention as you go on? Isn't it? For sure. Yes, the poor child. And I was like, I really want to enjoy this maternity leave and I'll do lovely things with him and it'll be fabulous. And now I'm like, oh my God. But anyway, look, no, it's all good. But I think that as well, a positive for us, sorry to interrupt, just yeah. one positive thing I definitely say though is that normally we'd have events kind of all over the country or training all over the country and that's the only way it's ever been it's front face and and to try and upskill or to get your certs for your continuous professional development which you have to do for insurance you'd have to go up to dublin or to london and that's been one real positive that's come out of everything that we've had we've been able to do stuff online which is great yeah. and yeah. so it's huge for us you can be at home with the kids or um, you're you're still staying in your own little corner, but you're still getting the same quality of education. So, yeah, it's great. 
I think people are getting a little bit used to it now as well, aren't they? Yeah, I, which is brilliant. I hope it continues. I was in the shops yesterday and someone was like, oh, I wish you could just go back to the way it was a few weeks ago. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, it's, it's, people are getting used to that, um, the new way of working, I suppose, and bringing stuff online so much and just adapting, as both of you are saying, you're just adapting to what we're being thrown at us. I want to talk about your um, child and reflexology workshop as well towards the end. But um, how was it having a baby during lockdown? Like, what did that look like? And what was that experience like? Obviously, it was a bit mental that you, you weren't expecting it at 34 weeks. But what was the actual pregnancy like compared to the other three? Yeah, so different. Um, uh, I went in and at that stage, even though things had started happening, um, I have to say all the maternity guys and everything up in the maternity ward in Castlebar were absolutely amazing and fantastic. And in Skaboo, where he ended up, he ended up in the special care baby unit for a couple of weeks and they were all brilliant. But yeah, going in, it was, there was obviously an awful lot more anxiety around what you were doing, even going in for the scan when I was kind of going, she said, I don't feel great. Um, before my before I went into labour, um, a day or two beforehand, I said, I don't feel great. You're walking in going, should I be wearing a mask? Should I be wearing gloves? What should I be doing here? You know, they were wearing gloves. Some of the staff were in gloves. Some of the staff were in masks. Some of them weren't. You know, it was really kind of yeah. hit and missing a bit all over the place. And I suppose things really changed and progressed throughout my journey of being up there. Um, after I had them, I was put into a private room um, and they were really trying to isolate people. So they'd only have two people in a room and it was really, um, people were nearly walking away from you on the ward, you know, when you were walking around. So it was definitely a different experience. But um, after a day like that, we just adapt. And after a day, you're kind of going, okay, this is my new normal now. And then when I came out after having him, so um, my husband wasn't there at all. My husband didn't get to see, meet the baby for three weeks. Really? And he wasn't, no, yeah, he wasn't oh, there for delivery and he wasn't allowed in and he wasn't, and there was I no contact. They were allowing, allowing partners in for delivery, right? So they are at the moment, it depends on hospital by hospital. I think the HC came out and said that people were allowed. I think Waterford or Mullingar were one of the first ones to say no partners. And then they came back and said, no, you have to let them in for the labour bit. So literally what was happening was people were waiting outside the door. They might go in for the last bit, so they might get a half an hour in with their partner, but they could be waiting outside for six hours. Um, and then they'd have to go again. But what happened with us was, um, everyone was put into isolation. My dad has a lot of underlying health conditions. Like he only has one leg. He had his stomach removed four years ago and he's no spleen. And my mom and himself were cocooning. So we had no support in terms of minding the kids. So my husband had to be at home with the other three. Um, yeah. And it ended up being an emergency mm. section. So even if we wanted to gown somebody and put them in, he wouldn't have got up in time. So it was just a whole, yeah. There'll be wow. a lot of counselling, I'd say, after this. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, that's tough going. That's amazing. Well done, Jesus. That's not easy. Oh, well, I didn't do much now with all the staff up there. I am not. All the staff up there <laughs> were unbelievable. That's <laughs> oh, amazing. That's amazing. Um, so how like how are your businesses going to look when you go back? Obviously, you've been thinking about that. Do you know how how you're going to? Because you're so hands on, obviously, with beauty therapy and with makeup artists. Like, how is it going to look? Well, I suppose my situation, I don't actually really know when I'm going to be back because of there's such, nobody knows when weddings are going to be able to go back to normality, I suppose, um, numbers wise. there's It's really up in the air at the moment. So for the moment, my diary has been cancelled up until October. 
Um, so I have, and I would have been booked like every weekend, Friday and Saturday, if not even some midweek weddings um, for the entire year. Um, and now it's looking like October is essentially when I'll probably have my first wedding back. Um, technically, I'm allowed, I suppose, at this moment in time with the way things are allowed to go back from July 20th. Um, but I suppose there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different avenues kind of, I suppose, to my business in the bridal sense, like with bridal trials. I don't really know where that's going to stand with some of my brides, whether they'll want bridal trials um, or not. Some of them live abroad and things like that. So for the moment, I really don't know what it's, what it's going to be like or when I'm going to go back. I suppose I've done all my certification on top of my regular training. You'd be very hygienic anyway as it is, but I've done all my, my up-to-date um, certifying um, just in terms of hygiene and sterilization and things like that. But it's definitely going to be a whole new ball game just... I was even, even I suppose, to put myself in that scenario. Yeah, yeah. Or even going into a house. How how do you mitigate for that? Yeah. yeah. You know, are you going into someone else's house? Because you're only as good as your weakest link. So, like, you could be amazing mm. and you're going around to see other people and other families. But if you're going into someone's house and there's 20 people in a bridal house somewhere in another house, how do you manage that? Yeah. Do you know? You can't, can you? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I suppose, you could, like, the way that I did it before... I had the weekend the country went into lockdown I had three weddings that weekend um, and I suppose that was my, I did have a slight insight into slightly how things would work um, now don't get me wrong like that yeah there was probably six or seven of us in the one room but it was very I was very very vigilant in I sent the email that weekend before and I asked you know the bride to tell everybody just to give them a heads up I want everybody to wash their hands I want everybody to they'll be asked to sanitize their hands when they sit into the chair and it was funny because people they forgot now I'd say it'll be embedded in people now they'll be definitely hopefully they'll be a little bit better or a little bit um more open to it but you did have to remind people and in the beginning it was kind of embarrassing because you were like oh god would you mind just going washing your hands before you sit down in my chair and it really does it sort of takes away that nice, lovely atmosphere kind of that you'd normally Extra expect in the morning. Isn't it? Yeah. And yeah, even I had to wear a mask the week before. It's the same as that, Charlene. And you're kind of going, oh my God, you don't have, you can't, they can't see your smile. And you're trying to talk <laughs> yeah. to them through the mask. Yeah. It's just, it's odd. And then I was watching. Sorry, I, I was watching that, uh, it was the Claire Byrne show there last week. And it was all you kind of that line of work. And geez, they were showing you to wear masks, visors, gloves. It was like, Jesus. How are you going yeah. to do that? You need the, you know, the bubbles that they do bubble football with. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, but a set of arms out through them so you can just like work slightly with. different, exactly. Yeah. And you're due to open up in on the twentieth of July, Neva. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's the plan at the moment. But kind of like we don't even know. You don't know how many people you can have on site. You don't know how long you're going to have to leave between each treatment. You don't know, say, are we going to be okay for bloodborne pathogens like waxing? Because, you know, it's blood. Yeah, yeah. Um, the same for, uh, so like you're, you're, you, there's still an awful lot of questions um, kind of out there. So we're trying to prepare as much as possible. Yeah, you know, I think that's kind PPE, of where but... the, I think that's where it falls down, isn't it? It's just that we have no visibility at all um, yeah. in, until we actually get into it, I suppose. Um, yeah. and do the first yeah. day or the first week and kind of we'll learn I suppose as we go along too we'll just try our best and learning on the try fly to, try yeah. to make it the new normal yeah mm. there is a there's a, an Irish hairdresser's association with the beauty industry is very unregulated in Ireland um, so like mm. from a makeup artist point of view mm -hmm. and a beauty point of view there's no industry body 
Um, but there is a spa association and they have been working with um, the HSC and the kind of the bodies and the boards that are there in terms of trying to create some guidelines. So I think that they have put out preliminary reports. So I think that that will kind of give us a small bit of structure or a small bit of guidance in terms of um, what to do. But I think when it comes back to it, it's going to be no more than why a person chooses you to train with or why they choose to go to Charlene for makeup or to come to the salon for a treatment um, your reputation and I suppose hygiene is going to be right up there it's always been right up there in our industry but it's going to be really at the forefront of people's mm. minds and you're going to have people in the industry who won't who'll be substandard versus mm. other people and that's the reality you know in terms of what they're doing and how they're approaching things and that's just people are going to have to make their decision on who they're visiting and who they're getting their treatments and their wedding bits done and who they train with based as well on that. It's going to be another mm. factor, I think, in terms of people's decision-making. Who they trust, yeah. 100%. I think our game has completely changed as well. We don't have any unions or regulatory boards or anybody that's even talking about hygiene in our game. You know, We're lucky enough. We mentor with um, a company in England who has some of the most, like, experienced gyms in England so they're giving us a lot of like structure and, and ideas as what we need to do but our game has completely changed forever as well I think like everyone <laughs> the game has just changed from here yeah. I, I don't know about anybody else but I, I definitely have enjoyed it to a certain extent it has opened my eyes to a lot um, like I have two small kids as well I have two under two I have a two-year-old and a one-year-old and like it has definitely opened my eyes as to how much what areas of my business I really thoroughly enjoy and really what gives me the spark and kind of um and as well as that just the amount of running and racing I was doing beforehand and I I for sure don't want to go back to the way that I was beforehand I don't want to be on the road 24 7 all the time um and it's opened my eyes as to how I can how I can adapt and I can bring my business um, online and um, part of my business anyway I can bring online and it's definitely opened up a lot more positives for me anyway for sure um, I don't know about anybody else but I know yeah. I've really taken a lot of positives from it anyway definitely and I think as when you're entrepreneurial anyway so like all of us are you're used of or you thrive in some ways you might have a day or two where you're like oh my god shit but then you thrive on the <laughs> you thrive on the challenge and you're kind of going, right, okay, right, this has happened now, what can we do differently? Because yeah. when you're working for somebody else, you don't have to have that weight of responsibility on your shoulders. If something happens, how you figure it out, but you do when you're self-employed. So in some ways, we're probably a bit more resilient, you know, or used of trying to figure things out and looking for new avenues and different ways of working. And I'd be the same as Charlene. I, I don't think... I thought I was always fairly good at separating work from home and I've gotten an awful lot better as the years have gone on at the beginning. I was crap at trying to do things. I'd be on the phone with suppliers, trying to feed a toddler and, you know, stressing myself to the maximum. But um, and saying yes all the time when really I wanted to say no. <laughs> and I think that, yeah, definitely. I think, Charlene, I totally agree with you. I think there'd be bits of the business and how I operate I suppose as a person as well that are going to completely fundamentally change because there are so many face-to-face meetings that really can be emails do you know or phone calls or zoom calls do you know that you don't need to be on the road doing xyz and whatever yeah we can save ourselves so much more time and hassle can't we how do you do it girls how are you so productive and entrepreneurial and and 
um, forward thinking when you've got such hectic lives in business and outside business, like two two kids under two, four kids. Neve, what do your kids range from? Um, so I have a six-year-old, so senior infants, um, four-year-old going into junior infants in September, two-year-old, she was two, <laughs> two days before the next little fellow was born, and then a seven-week-old. Wow. Yeah, like how do you do it? how do you stay productive and organized and um well i think we're probably very good together you know we've got good weeks don't we sure and then like what i suppose i'm speaking for myself yeah. but i think we go through phases of being super i would go through phases of being super and then some weeks i'm a shit show sorry enough but like you know when i think that that's the reality for everybody do you know and i think that you're it's just not the days that you're crap and you're feeling crap and you don't feel productive not to get stuck down and let you go, do you know something? I'm not even going to bother half hours on it. I'm going to do it right tomorrow and just get on with it. But we're with Ella and Joe. Um, so we set up Ella and Joe a couple of years ago, um, myself and Charlene, and we put structure in our week with that. So we've got set times that we meet. We use Asana, which is, um, well, I don't use it as well as I should do. <laughs> which is a project <laughs> management face too. Charlene yeah. would be like, what shit is she talking? She never even logs on to that thing. Um, <laughs> that is good, yeah. It's just, You're yeah. getting better, Neve. You're getting better. Don't Trying. worry. You're breaking me down day by day. <laughs> <laughs> Neve was like, not another app. Not another app. I can't cope. <laughs> How do it's I turn it on? After productivity. How do I turn it on? <laughs> <laughs> So how did you go about meeting? Give us a give us a view of you before Ella and Joe, because I want to go into how Ella and Joe has been so successful. But what did it look like before it started? You go, girl. Um, well, my, this is a story. I love telling the story because I'm a big believer in fate and how things sometimes just what's meant for you won't pass you. Yeah. Myself and Eve knew each other in the industry. Obviously, Eve being a beauty therapist and me being a makeup artist, Eve was extremely supportive to me um, when I first started doing master classes um, and also in the lead up to my wedding I would have went to Neve um, or Neve salon for facials um, and then after we got married I was with Neve for reflexology and um, I was going to Neve and it was funny because it was at the stage where myself and my husband had just moved into our house we were just married and we were sort of talking a little bit about the future and we were thinking about starting a family and I suppose I was thinking about the business and sort of thinking, right, what way do I want this to go? And I sort of said, right, I'm going one of two ways, either opening an academy, so a makeup school of sorts, um, or I'm going to launch my own product line. And then that same week, I was with Neve for a reflexology session. And Neve, after the, the reflexology session, said to me, um, I hope you don't mind, she said, and feel free to go home and think about it. She said, but I have this idea and she had done an awful lot of research and she had this business idea and she put it to me and I actually couldn't believe it because I literally just said oh my goodness like I'm just after having this conversation with my husband during the week and this is just perfect timing and it was just crazy and we sort of never really Neve is very very easy going um so like she she was very easy to kind of there was no forcefulness it just felt really really right for me and um, we had a really lovely relationship as it was. And yeah, I just, we just jumped on it. Neve had the idea and that's how it, that's how it got started. And I also realized, Neve, I've never actually asked you your side of the story. Um, like on how <laughs> I we always let you tell together. It's always, <laughs> you just, well, it's always from my perspective, really. But I've never really, maybe you did say it to me that day, but I think I was just so shell-shocked at the fact that it was kind of like fate. It was just really strange. Um, 
but yeah, no, and then yeah, that's kind of my side anyway. Now, now is your chance, Nave. Oh my God, this is it. I have to be Ah, uh, no, I suppose um, from my point of view, I had been, it just kept coming in my head. I was doing skin consultations all the time and people would come in and people would come in with breakouts and it's an area of particular, uh, for me, it's something that I'm always very passionate about because people would be coming in with breakouts and I suffered really badly with skin when I was younger and it really affects your confidence. And people would be coming in as teenagers or with adult acne and They'd be sitting down talking about changing their pillowcase and about how they, you know, putting their phone on one side, they'd have bacteria and breakouts all on one side. And it's the side they'd use their phone. And I was like, oh my God, <clears throat> the elephant in the room is your makeup brushes. How often do you clean them? And everyone would go quiet and go, well, realistically, probably every four or five months. And I was going, oh my God, the amount of bacteria must be insane. So when I researched it and had a look at it, it was just crazy to me people were cleaning their face they were spending a couple of hundred euro on skincare products and doing exercise and whatever but then they were putting a dirty bacteria red lead and um, makeup brush and um, with dead skin cells and oil on it for that literally has been sitting there for months um with more bacteria on their brush than a toilet seat and they're putting it onto their face every day so Please. i just said okay god there has to be something easier and better and there wasn't i couldn't find anything so I went off and started researching, okay, well, what, having a fat chat to a few companies about, okay, like what could you um, do or formulations wise or whatever. And just, I suppose, um, a huge respect for Charlene, I always have. Um, and obviously I knew her kind of at that stage nearly as a well, client slash friend and industry peer. And um, she's so detailed about her products in terms of what works well for people and um, her recommendations and she's just so so detailed as I said and she's got such um, I've got such admiration I suppose for her in terms of the way that she really understands her products she understands her people she understands skin and not every makeup artist does that and um, so for me I just was like Do you know something I'd loved I'd love to have if I'm going to explore this and I'm going to develop it um, I'd love to have um, somebody like Charlene on board with me as a business partner to bounce, you know, ideas off and to, um, you know, have a chat with. I had been in business at that stage on my own for a good few years and it's lonely. Like you guys have been in business together since the beginning. And, you know, I'm sure there's ups and downs and everything, but when you're on your own and everything is sitting on your shoulders, like at one stage I had 14 staff, do you know, when I had my dad was, that was my second son was born at 14 staff and um, dad was diagnosed with cancer when my second child was six weeks old um, like stomach cancer and spleen cancer and you know I just was going lads I had no one to pass the baton to I've done wages and every single labor I've been in labor and every single labor I've had to do wages I've had to do emails for work the day or two after all of my kids have been born and you know some people are going ah oh, Jesus come on is there not anybody but really there isn't when you're on your own and you're doing you're the one that has to give the sales reports to the revenue you know or to the accountant for the revenue the accountant doesn't magically pull everything together you have to pull everything together do you know so yeah. i just was going right okay do you know something this is going to be a new area a new development i was like i'd love to take somebody on board or work with somebody who's um got expertise in the field and charlene was just the perfect fit and i love her <laughs> it's we haven't like... killed each other yet <laughs> no like all the best entrepreneurial ideas, it's just a simple idea that you found a gap in the market for and just literally went for it. 
Yeah, that was literally it. We didn't really think. Well, we did. Like, it's not that we didn't think too much about it. We really, really did. Like, we. Well, yeah, I, told don't, I was. Don't I was. I, I was. No, well, I'm saying kind of. I'm. I. I was about to say we didn't really think about it, but we did. Yeah. <laughs> um. We did a lot of brainstorming. I was also childless at the time. Um. Neve had two children, however, and yeah, it's just just lovely. I think how our story evolved, and we are two women that are just so passionate about helping other women, and that's mm -hmm. exactly what our brand we feel does for women. Um, I know Neve said before at one of our product launches and um, we had a product launch for the latest product, the, the hydrating serum in Dublin in the Shelburne and Neve said something that just really stuck with me that we made products that we as women wanted and needed ourselves. And that's just so true. Like we're all busy in some sense. You don't have to be a mum to be busy, but we understand our people. We understand our customers. We understand from talking to people and taking an actual genuine interest in what people need and what people want. Um, and that's where we've kind of developed the products out of. So we both are hugely passionate in each of our fields. And I think we both bring such a different skill set to the table, which also mm -hmm. really works for us. And um, we yeah. both um, really excel in different parts of the business. Like Neve, as much as she doesn't like it, but she's brilliant with numbers. Um, I'm really <laughs> horrific with numbers. Um, you know, and there's just little things like that. We both, from our experiences, have just brought really different things to the table. And like that, like I genuinely would be so lost. I'd be so lost without Neve, both on a personal and a professional level. Don't um, make me and cry, I'm I know, you're very hormonal. <laughs> yeah, you're very hormonal. <laughs> But honestly, like, I don't think there's, like, it was definitely a different road for me, too, because I was so used to working on my own um, for, I can't remember how many years when we started off, but, yeah, you're so used to just being on your own, and really, there's just such a lovely comfort in having somebody else to bounce off, even post-pregnancy and having the children, and just knowing that the business was still operating to the, the standard and the level that you needed, it, and you didn't feel as isolated and kind of alone you know and um, it's just been lovely it's been a really really lovely experience and um, we we've really enjoyed it I know and I think we're very anyway. different very different thinker like so from the point of view that we both and it's funny because a lot of people have asked us because that enjoy is so successful and it's brilliant and we've, we've got such amazing supporting industry people have been unreal um, and like our customers are unbelievable um, but we both still do a lot of face-to-face -face, um, and people have kind of said, oh, do you know, would you not be giving up your face-to-face? -face? But we both love it. Mm. And also from mm. a product point of view, it keeps us, we know exactly what people are using. We know what they like, what they don't like. We can see the trends before they're happening because we're in it. Yeah. Whereas if we took a step back mm -hmm. and away from the customer face, face inside of it, like so sharing with her makeup and me with the skincare, you, you lose that, you know, and you lose that connection. So I think that that's been kind of important for us as well. And we're both really different thinkers. Um, so it's definitely been mm. um, a different dynamic, whereas I'm like, yeah, that's fine, cool, let's buy it. Like, let's make that, that's great, sound, let's go. Whereas Charlene, and I'll be like, I want it done tomorrow. And Charlene will be like, well, hold on a second, let's think about this, you know, let's figure it out. And I'm like, what do you mean? What has to be perfect? Yeah. So it's been really good for me because I oh, probably... down, me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I probably ramp Charlene up you know, and, and she probably slows me down. So we ba we balance each other. Yin and yang, cool. Yes. Yin and yang, that's exactly how I describe us, yeah. Um, we definitely... You, you can tell it, you can tell it even by just listening to you and you, you can tell how passionate you are about it. Talk to us about know. your then. So it's, it started off with a, a makeup cleanser brush. What have you developed it to now or how many products do you have now? And just talk to us about the range. We have three products in the range. So we have 
the Squeaky Clean Brush Cleanser, which as Neve just described, is an antibacterial makeup brush cleaner, which is designed to spot clean your brushes essentially on the go. Um, and then that was launched in 2017. And then in 2018, we launched the three-in-one hyaluronic skin mist. So a big issue that we definitely found both as makeup artists and skin experts, uh, need being a skin expert, um, was that um, there was hours in the day between your morning and your nighttime skincare routine. And a common complaint from women was that their makeup didn't last the test of time. They were reapplying kind of a couple of hours after putting their makeup on in the morning. Skin was feeling really tight and flaky, probably due to their internal environments, like such as air conditioning and central heating. And dehydration is one of the factors of causing the skin to age, I suppose, as well, prematurely. And so we came up with the three-in-one hyaluronic skin mist, again, just trying to make women's lives easier. Um, and by bringing a product, because you can't put a serum or a moisturizer over the top of your makeup. So we had to come up with another idea. We knew um, that, how we, we knew that. You knew we, that, yeah. <laughs> we're well aware of that. <laughs> so the three-in-one skin mist definitely has been, um, all, like all the products have went amazingly, but the three-in-one skin mist was just, I think, so innovative um, that it has really, really took off. Makeup artists, just our customers, just men and women alike. Um, I could even say children. My our, Anna, every our Botox in a bottle. Yeah. Botox in a bottle is right. Um, but yeah, no, it, it has just gone Aller incredibly Gennarastos. well. I know definitely. <laughs> <laughs> if you're getting the money um, you got for their business, you'll be doing all right, girls. Yeah, and the three-in-one skin mist has been adapted kind of over the last year or so too. Like we developed a man mist um, last year for Father's Day, which went down really well. Um, Neve, I know you have a story about your friend's husband, I think it is, isn't it? Oh, yeah, well, he was going off to the army camp in Wicklow. <laughs> and um, she went into the bathroom and she was like, Neve, seriously, she sent me a picture, she goes, you're going to have to make something for this fella because this is ridiculous. Here he had the three-in-one skin mist tucked into his wash bag ready to go at the tour to the army camp of Wicklow. Like, seriously. Really, yeah? Fair play. Well, the men loved it, but I think just because primarily the, the packaging was quite floral and very feminine and female-driven, um, that men were almost embarrassed to kind of have it in their gym bags or, you know, to bring it with them, but they loved the product itself. So... We, we basically just um, redesigned um, the, the product to make it look a little bit more manly. Um, so we called it the man mist instead of the three-in-one <laughs> skin mist. Um, so it went down really, really well. Um, so it was a limited edition. And then just this year, um, it was really funny how just even with all this isolation, I know obviously now like mental health is more prevalent than ever, but um, one of our key signature scents would be um, orange. And we decided to put a new fragrance into the three-in-one skin mist. Um, and I'm sure lots of people already know, but will we definitely be pushing it anyway, that orange actually promotes happiness um, in the body. So it stimulates the body. The smell of oranges um, helps people to, it reduces um, anxious feelings, um, it boosts your mood. And we actually put a different fragrance in as a limited edition. Um, so it's called Orange Blossom and it's absolutely beautiful. And people are just loving it. And I just think right now at the moment, um, people are just really, really enjoying it. So the three-in-one skin mist has definitely been adapted. It has had a couple of different faces. Um, but then this year, then um, in January, we launched our third product, which was the Hydration Hyaluronic Serum. Um, Neve, I'll let you talk about this one because I feel like I've been talking for ages. <laughs> That's great. 
not tall, no. Um, so the hyaluronic serum is a multi-purpose. Yeah, but I also have baby brains. So you're gonna have to help me out. It's a multi-purpose <laughs> okay. serum. So we we um wanted to create something like that again. We were talking about something that was that had multiple layers in terms of what what you're getting from it. So like that you get basically plenty of bang from your book because we are seeing people the biggest the number one issue with skin is dehydration. Ninety percent of people are dehydrated. And it's not just dehydration, it's dehydration inside and outside. So people will say to you when you say, Oh, you're very dehydrated, they'll say, Well I drink loads of water, but it's not about that. It's about the retention of hydration as well. Um so your amigas, your oils, but also your external hydration. So it's both. Um and we wanted something to create something that had plenty of um, different ingredients that would give people um, a boost and a lift, something that was a good base, but that was hydrating, but that also had other elements in it. So we've got a peptide um, called Matrix Alinar Serum, which stops the drop, basically. A lot of the things that are on the market work on, so like our hyaluronic skin mist works on the lines and the wrinkles and helping to plump them out. Whereas the Matrix and the peptides and the niacinamide in the serum and um, with your ingredients in the new serum and it's very ingredients focused help to stop the drop so your tone that you get into your face because i'm sure you know from the gym you exercise every other area of your body but you don't exercise your face and face gym is actually a new big thing in the uk and the us and yeah. um, so we wanted to create something that was kind of going along those themes that was all it was about stopping the drop and that that tone the elasticity and the um collagen breakdown in skin have you seen the product that they've brought out that you stick into your mouth and work your jaw? Oh, for sure. We have uh, all tested everything and every, like jade rollers, gua, the, sh- the, um, the shapers, the toners that you'd want to see. They look like torture devices. Some of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought that was a funny one, the exercise in your jaw on this uh, little plastic thing in your mouth. Um, talk to me about the, like, how hands-on with the production are you like so obviously you do a whole pile on your marketing your marketing is absolutely brilliant but like from the development of the product to the packaging to the marketing how hands-on and what does that look like for you we do everything (laughs) (laughs) bar putting it in the package like we don't produce ourselves our volumes are too high and thank god when which is great because i think we'd actually I don't know what we do if we had to. <laughs> like it. Yeah, yeah, uh, no. But um, our volumes are just too high. Thank God for that. Like our we we've massive volumes, and um, so we we are hands on from everything from the concept to um, we literally be sitting at home, and next thing I'll get a WhatsApp voice note from Shanine. I was thinking about this. There's no, you know, da la la la, and I'll be sending one back, and we're backwards and forwards, and um, to package and design. Charlene is super at, I'm great at the big ideas um, and Charlene is super at the detail. So we're very, you know, I'll kind of say, okay, I think that we should do this, this, this and this. And Charlene will be like, okay, and what about this, this, this? So we work again very well together from that point of view, but it's hands-on with everything. Yeah. And where, is it, pro- where is it produced? Is it produced in, in Ireland, sourced and packaged in Ireland? Or what does that look like? Yeah, so it's produced in Ireland. We're made in Ireland. Yeah, absolutely. So you wouldn't from an operational point of view, you wouldn't have the likes of, so we uh, use aluminium bottles and we use um, glass. So again, kind of along the sustainability theme, um, you know, we're trying our best to use as much um, from a sustainability point of po- as possible and move away kind of from plastic. that's important from the consumer side? Um, in theory, I don't think it's an ultimate deciding factor. That was actually what I did my yeah. thesis on, was green marketing. But um, 
in terms of how people, consumers make a decision. It might be number five down their decision tree. Okay. But um, I think it is becoming more important yeah. to people. And even the Made in Ireland people, yes. um, it is important. But there are a lot of products that are on the market from um, different people across the industry that are absolutely made in China. And they'll tell you they're made in China, they're made in Korea. And they still are doing extremely well and very extremely successful. So it's not a be all and end all. I think the quality of the product and the delivery, the results are more important to people um, yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. So like it, it does factor in their decision tree, but the stuff you couldn't, you don't have someone that makes those glass pieces or the aluminium bottles in Ireland. Um, and certainly not in the volume that we get them from. So we, everything is made in Ireland. The actual product is made in Ireland, it's manufactured, packaged and everything in Ireland. But um, some of the elements um, have to be sourced elsewhere just from a supply point of view. Of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. And where, where now do you see it going in the future? Have you got more plans for more product launches? What is... I think if I message Charlene saying, what about this idea? She'd be like, me, forever, back off. We have so many ideas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the brains are always working, obviously, from the, the way you're talking. You're always thinking oh, about further. Like we definitely, we, we move kind of, I suppose, with the industry as well. Um, I know our process definitely is a lot slower because, as Neve said, we are there from concept right through to when it hits the shelves um, and obviously just these things take time like you know it roughly takes about 18 months um, from well in our story anyway it roughly takes about 12 to 18 months um, from start to finish um, fully um, in our situation so like everything is that little bit slower but we feel like the, the quality is just amazing like we really deliver what we feel very innovative products that really really work and that women really want um, not to be very sexist there but um, that's, that's our general target market um, and yeah like there's lots of plans in place and but like these things like you could be changing new ingredients kind of come onto the forefront and you know um, you'd be kind of adapting things but we definitely have we definitely have plans in place for launching more products um, all very exciting um, so yeah no definitely there's lots of busy times um, but let me absolutely. have a bit of a maternity leave for a while and give her a bit of a break <laughs> what's maternity leave what's that <laughs> i know i know would you guys have seen um like say in the last 10 years i know when i was growing up in high school if after the game in the shower you might ask for a bit of shampoo but now like as i got older you'd hear everyone asking for moisturizer and things like that would you find more more men in the last say 10 years getting more into the, this kind of stuff I'd say slightly. Um, I think it's definitely more the women are probably mm -hmm. pushing them into it. I'd say more than the men actually actively going out. And always the way. <laughs> Neve, you yeah. have me. I'm on, I'm on yeah, the, like my, the moisturizer every day. That's it. It's got to be done. <laughs> so I think it's definitely about it's the women that are going to do the educating. I'll I think five man has, next year. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think unless a man um, has problematic skin and possibly maybe in the lead up to a wedding or something like that, that's when maybe a man might try mm -hmm. to get more primary focus on his skin and probably again being pushed by the woman in his life. Um, but I, I definitely have seen there are brands out there that are starting to venture more into the men's skincare. So that must, they've obviously done the research into it and have seen that, that men definitely mm -hmm. are, are becoming more open about what skincare they use. I've always kind of, my husband has always been quite good with his skin he from the day I met him um he always wore a moisturizer and put it on morning and night so it was never really I suppose that was my normal and um, for him but uh he's so funny now because at night time now he's like 
um, have you any of that uh, serum there now <laughs> yeah. on my yeah, yeah, bed? Yeah. Like, Suddenly my so serum disappears I, bit by bit. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I walked into like the bathroom one day and opened up his side of the, the cupboard and I was like, um, like an Ella and Joe um, shelf. I was like, oh, okay. But look, at that's all positive. Nice to, you know? yourself. Just, nice to yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. And then it's when they start taking the creams that are worth 120 euro and fire that's, them on the face. That's me. Uh, that's me. Dude, <laughs> you know, you need to use a teaspoon or a piece-sized amount of that, not half of the jar. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely me. <laughs> I have my missus pleased. But I think uh, Charlene's 100% right. I think for most men, the females in their life, well, by the first round or the first step where they might introduce them to something, they might necessarily go searching for something. Um, but then when guys tend to like something, they're really loyal and they, they repurchase yeah. it all the time. So I think that that's, it's just a different way of purchasing. It's a different way. It's different consumer behavior. Um, but like, I, I think, think the there teenagers, are though, are definitely going to change it. Oh, sure, Jesus. I think mad. the teenagers are definitely paving the way. They are. They're, they're, yeah. It's amazing to see. Um, they're 25 minutes really in the barber. If you bring the kids them. in to the barber and there's young fellas sitting in front of you, I walk out the door. Because, you know, <laughs> if you've got fellas that are in their 30s yeah. or 40s, sound, you'll be out in half an hour. If you, They'll take about 20 minutes each, 25 minutes each, half an hour. And the young fellas, yeah. their hair is on, they're just so into it. It's every two weeks now. It's not even like women. Women might be what four weeks, six weeks getting hair done. Yeah. Every yeah. two weeks. Yeah. It's lovely to see, though. I think. I think it's really lovely to see um, seeing fellas really kind of look after themselves. I suppose making um, making a bit of an effort, Charlie. You know, <laughs> making themselves feel better as well, and making a bit of an effort. Absolutely. Yeah. Jeez. It can't be all chicken fillet rolls, and you know, once you get married, that's just all you're doing. You, know, you need to make some kind of an effort. The dad bod is a thing of the past. Jeez, thank God. <laughs> Did you ever in your wildest dreams think that you would have gone on the journey you've been on? Um, oh, for sure. For me, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you've visualized it and had seen oh, it. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Amazing. There's no the crack. And that was. Know where uh, we're going. That sure, was, he's like, what? You didn't tell me about that. <laughs> no, no. I just definitely think I'm more of a here and now kind of a person. Um, I try not to. Of course you would, you'd look into the future slightly. I had absolutely no doubt in my mind that I would do whatever I could in my heart and soul to try and really make this work. I knew that if it didn't work, that I would just say, right, okay, Charlene, it was either a case of bad timing or whatever. I would have really put my heart and soul into it. Um, so I had no doubt that it was going to, to be successful because I knew I was going to do everything in my power to try and make it that way along with Neve. Um, so yeah, I, I'm just a very, as Neve said, I'm just a very different type of a thinker. Neve is amazing for looking into the future and she always gets me really excited about things like that. She'd always have her vision boards. I remember the first time she said to me that she had a vision board. I was like, what's that? Like, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. Um, and like, it, but it really does. Um, just yeah I'm more of a here and now thinker I'm so proud of us like I, I really am so proud oh, of us and everything that we've done in amongst yeah. personal and professional um and I yeah I just like as I said we have such a lovely relationship like I'd be absolutely lost without Neve in both a professional and a personal um case so I'm lucky that she came right into back. my life and she asked me to be to be part of her idea <laughs> And come here, Neve. You um, not tall. Sure, it wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for you. No, it's yin and yang. Obviously, you're just you just bounce off each other. It's great to hear, Neve. What yeah. does your um, what does your goal setting or your vision boards look like? Or how do you, with so much 
pulling off you, I suppose, is the first question I should ask. With like families and multiple businesses and all that kind of stuff. How do you protect your own mental health? Or what does that look like? How do you stay sane in this chaos? I think I've struggled. I struggled a lot after my second child was born because, um, and at that stage, I only had one business. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas now there's four. Yeah. Um, and four children and a husband yeah. and friends and all the rest of it, family and everything else that you have to factor into things. Um, I think for me, I struggled a lot with, oh my God, what am I doing now? At the beginning going, God, am I, should I be focused on this? Should I be focused on that? But you know something? I'm the kind of person that likes to have a few different things going on. I love the one-on-one with clients. I love the peace from my reflexology. If I go into a, into a treatment um, for a facial or for a reflexology session there's no talking you literally you know you're you're silent for an hour so your head is calm and then I love the dynamicness of Ella and Joe where it's like yeah let's do this let's think about that it's going on a million more kind of person has a good few things on the go and that's just how I thrive um, and I think that I'm, I would get my so some, in terms of protecting your mental health um, both of us go to tower after um, we both exercise um, and, you know, we're conscious of that. I meditate, um, probably not as much since um, Finn has been born, but I'd be big into meditation um, and journaling as well. And like that, trying to take that bit of time out and trying to recognize that I'm not better now than I was at the beginning. When you when you become a mum first, it's like you've been in a car crash. You really are. Your body is all over the place. Your head's all over the place. You, you, you just, it takes a long time to adjust, I think. Um, and when you do, as you said, have a lot of people pulling out of you, you're something important to everybody. You know, you're a mom, a wife, a daughter, um, you know, you're a boss, you're, you've got so many hats. Um, so I just think it's important not to try and wear all the hats at once because you'd look silly, but also um, you're, you just would implode. Um, so I just try to be good at wearing different hats at different times. Um, and putting different things into perspective. So I used to, like I was saying, people would ring and I'd answer the phone, like supplier might ring and I'd answer the phone and I'd be trying to talk to them while feeding the toddler. And sure, you'd go mad. You couldn't be doing that. So I, like right now, half the time my phone is on do not disturb. And then we'll go, I'll go back and look at it and we, myself and Charlene have a group and we have a Sana, we have a WhatsApp group ourselves, two of us. And, um, you know, sometimes we mightn't reply to each other for a day or two. If it's urgent, we'll always pick up the phone. But... And um, that's a way that we've had to try and um, manage our own, our own mental health and to make sure that we're not getting overwhelmed. And um, I think that's really important for me. Anyway. Caroline, do you yourself and your own kind of mental health, how would you look after it? How would you? Um, so just like Neve said there, to be honest with you, like I, after I had Anna, I suppose I was, I went back to work five weeks afterwards. I was happy out, um, almost probably trying to live the life that I had before I had her um, to a certain extent, because that was the only way that I knew. Um, and only for people like Neve, I really had to reach out to people and just tell them exactly how I was feeling. And I'm so lucky that I have a really supportive husband who I could just, if I'm having a really bad day, he kind of can just tell it off me and he'll just always say, are you okay? And I've learned now just to actually have a really good cry sometimes that really just helps instead of holding it all in, just crying helps me anyway. Um, I heard a lovely quote once before somebody actually sent it to me not long after I had Charlie and they said, um, tears wash out your eyes so that you can see a little clearer again. 
And I thought that was really, really lovely because just everybody will, will react big. differently. But I'm a very emotional person and definitely since having the kids anyway. But I, I support, I surround myself with people that are extremely supportive and I really use those people. I use my support network. So I'm so lucky my mum and my sisters, my husband, my dad, Neve, um, and I really just, I, I ask them questions and I genuinely want to know the answer. Like I want to hear what they think. Um, and then I just take my own stamp on it on board. Um, so like, I'm like, okay, um, like Neve has been incredible to me in terms of like managing the business and juggling the children as well. Um, and you really do have to listen to the people that have been there before you and are in similar situations to you. There's no point talking to the friend that maybe isn't self-employed and has children because she's going to have a different thought process on everything. So sometimes I think you just have to find people that understand your situation a little bit um, and just kind of open up if you can. Um, and I'm just incredibly lucky that I have a really, really good support network and I really use them. I really, really use that network of people. Um, and like that, I've learned to kind of get over the guilt of sometimes some weeks you're away from the kids a little bit more than mm -hmm. what you would have liked um, and things like that. And you just, you learn over time. You just tr really try just your best. And again, like that, as Neve said, journaling really, really helps me as well. Like I write down and it's lovely sometimes to kind of look back at that journal and kind of go, God, Jesus, I was all over the shop last week. Wasn't That's so I? funny. I never look back. That is hilarious. Do you I not? actually must do that. No, I'm, I never do that. I must do yeah. it. I think it's but lovely think to you're... kind of look back. Yeah, I think you're 100% right. Um, like the reaching out is so important. Well, I think it makes you realize as well that sometimes your head plays tricks on you, um, mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes just depending on some certain scenarios or maybe as, as women where emotionally maybe you are kind of in your menstrual cycle or wherever it might be that you just might be having just a really off couple of days or whatever and you think you're going mm -hmm. absolutely crazy and you're just like, God. But then when you actually look back at like your journal and even sometimes in my journal, I'll just write down one word. It's just how I'm feeling. It might be angry. It might be overwhelmed. I don't actually have to write a full three-page essay on it. I just sometimes write down a word and it's lovely just sometimes I did really notice a pattern in myself sometimes when it came to my menstrual kind of cycle and I noticed at certain peaks and things like that that I was sort of feeling a bit off and those were the weeks so then I wasn't feeling as crazy the next month I was going why it's am massive. I feeling like yeah. this when you can you know, put a name to it or you can literally yeah. you can mark and go do you know something actually hold on a second do you know and I think it is it's massive and we don't really talk about it enough um, yeah. and we don't you know but like that's how that's just the way of the world for 50% of the world and um, you know so yeah thinking as well isn't it like it's really questioning yeah. what you're actually thinking and I think that's the biggest thing about journaling people don't know whether they're doing it right or doing it wrong yeah. or what they're doing half the time but if you can just get them thoughts out of your head put them down on a little piece of paper and come back mm -hmm. and question them and say why am I actually thinking and feeling like this it's, and I think like as Charlene was talking about the hormone for women and I think it's quite difficult for men to understand that sometimes yeah, as much as you try <laughs> but I think that's it's literally like you somebody you picks up an injection every month and twice a month like an ovulation and before your menstrual cycle you get an injection and you don't know what you're going to be and you might have noticed that you've gotten the injection and that sounds mad but you have mm -hmm. all this stuff going on inside your body and you literally are going hold on a second what what why am I reacting like that to this and it's just, it's it's very, very difficult because it's quite, you can be quite swingy. Yeah. And if not feel, feel like yourself. Well. So, you yeah. In the gym, people come up and they say, I'm just really off this week. I can't lift as much as I lifted last week. I can't do what yeah, I did last definitely. week. Definitely. Yeah. What it affects so much. It's mental. mental. Yeah. And I think for me, where it started in terms of the, trying to get women to help them recognize where their hormone levels are at, it comes from the skin because 
you're kind of going, hold on a second now. You don't have this breakout all the time. Let's track it. And then they'd start saying, oh, do you know something? Actually, my mood is really funny. Or once they started tracking their skin, they're one, do you know something? My mood is really funny around that time as well. But both of us get reflexology. I do the reflexology with Charlie. We, like, we both are good for that as well, aren't we? And we, we mm-hmm. are good that way in terms of recognizing, do you know something? I need this in my life to balance me out. Um, do you know what I think as well? Part of like, I know we've got so many hats and we wear so many hats, but most women wear a lot of hats, but... And some people, I'd look at our lives and go, oh my God, you're actually insane. Like the thought of somebody doing wages and labor or having to be on email or having to do work a couple of weeks after a child is born is so alien to some people. They just, it would not, that's why you don't live my life we're doing. But for us, like for me, our, we get so many benefits and you get so many benefits as a mum. I'm able to work around my kids like 90% of the time. You know, I'm able to pick them up from school. I can drop them off at school, which is really, really important to me. Um, and I can go to the school concerts without having to ask somebody for an afternoon off or whatever. So there are so many benefits or be there for their injections or whatever it might be. And um, from that point of view. So for me, starting out, I were halfway through, I suppose, my journey. I was kind of saying, right, well, what's really important to you? And yeah, it's absolutely super that your friend gets to log off her work at four or five o'clock in the afternoon. And she doesn't have to go back until the next morning, but she has to take a day off work to go to the dentist and you don't have to do that. Do you know? So you're going to, there's going to be pros and cons to everything. Yeah, 100%. Girls, how important is it for you and how many different coaches would you have in your lives? Like obviously you've both spoken about Tara, who's absolutely amazing. We've had her on the podcast earlier on in the series, but how do you have business coaches? Do you have, like how important does that look for you? Um, so I suppose from a professional coaching point of view, I would say Tara would be both my life and business coach, but I really do look at people like in different aspects of my life, like Neve. I would kind of call Neve a business coach. Neve has so many years experience um, in different industries and different fields. Um, she has given me so much coaching um, over the years. Um, and then from a parenting perspective, I look at my own mum, I look at Neve, and I look at other people that have small children, possibly people that had children very close in age as well, a bit similar to me. So even though they might not be professionally coaches um, or have the certification, but to me, as I said, I really use my support network, but I only actually at the moment, I would only have Tara um, as both my life and business coach. Um, In official capacity, we really stood charging charge yeah, for this coaching business thing. No, we'd be, we're very lucky as well that we've the Women in Business Network in Ballina, um, which um, was set up. I don't even actually know, surely, when I don't even know when that was set up. Um, so we have a, there's a group of women that are self employed, and then we've got women who are managers in managerial roles that are, will be quite isolated in their roles, um, or people who women who are thinking of. Um, setting up a business um, with women that have come from Leitrim, Roscommon, and from all over the place. Um, we do, we have coffee mornings, um, not where we sit down and drink coffee, we really functional business um, mornings where Tara's come in and presented or but Louise McDonald um, come in and present on Facebook advertising. Um, I've done um, marketing strategy and marketing plans for the year with people and um, with all the businesses. So, you, you know, we've got a good support network there as well. And we kind of coach each other. We've got a great little network of women um as well which is really really important um and tara sure tara is incredible 
but yeah we've got so many we're so we're so lucky to have such a good support network together i think for so long there was so many people and it, within that in within the women of business group there's women that are all in the same industry so there's a number of makeup artists there's a number of youth therapists there's a number of um people who are all in the same industry but it's about coming and- together yeah absolutely and like you're it's not about making it's not about trying to divide the pie like there's one term like if you work together you make the pie bigger do you know and it's really about being supportive for each other and if you have been in um a situation or you're in a new situation in your business that no one that you haven't been in before all you have to do is you post something in the group or you the, you know that everyone in there is really open people will private message each other they meet, meet up away from the group as well to talk about different things or people a message going guys who's really good for developing a website or what's going on with this thing in revenue and and Tracy Glacken is really good as well she's done financial bits for us as well and we'll put bits and pieces up in that and um, so it's really really good from that point of view as well sounds amazing yeah nice to have me and Paul in that one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just wigs <laughs> <laughs> come here Neil. talk to us about the reflexology what does What's the benefits of it? What does it look like? I've never had a reflexology session. Can you talk to me about that for a minute? For sure, yeah. Um, so reflexology basically is a so I'm a reflexologist now seven years, um, but I was kind of always moving towards it. I'd done my massage, I'd done all that stuff. Um, it's a treatment on the feet and basically all of the systems and organs of the body. So everything from your stomach, your tear spine, um your lungs everything you can feel everything on the feet um and i know it sounds really weird and it seems a bit out there for people but it's actually incredible um and i uh start off on the feet i do it on the face as well but you can feel different things going on so you'll have like people that have got a tight bowel and people that have got a tight spine i did a spinal workshop with a guy called david white wait there um during the week um, he's based in the London School of Reflexology. It's absolutely incredible. So you have a huge amount of people who are from a medical background, obstetricians that offer it in the UK. Um, in the US, you have a lot of GPs, a lot of surgeons that are trained in reflexology. So it's becoming much more, much more into the forefront in terms of uh, like as another string to people's bow in terms of that it's another, it's a complementary medicine. It's a way to help you balance out your life. And basically the premise behind it is trying to get a bit of balance into your body and your mind. And you know something, if all you think that you get from it is an hour out of your life where your head is switching off, my God, isn't it worth it? Do you know, mm-hmm. and really we go into pennies or, and you'd spend, and that's what I was basically, you spend 50 or 60 euro without blinking an eye, whereas an hour to your brain and that switch off is invaluable. Like it really does rebalance you. Um, yeah, and I, I do I a lot without it. Oh, it's incredible. And I do the fertility reflexology as well, um, which is brilliant. I'm doing the online um, one for the kids and that. And I do, I go in and do workshops. I go in and talk um, in some of the companies locally. Um, I go in and I talk to, I've done workshops and I talk to the employees about how to do it on your hands as well. And people are kind of looking at you when you start and then you start showing them the points and you're going, all right, that's fine. So you're way tighter on your right side of your neck than you are on your left side of your neck. And they go, am I really? And then I'll go to touch their neck on their, with their muscle on their neck and they go oh my god I am mm-hmm. um, or you'll touch somebody's hand on their shoulder and then they go oh god that shoulder's really tight but it's kind of underneath your scapula at the bottom it doesn't really present in the top um, and That's go, oh my god and you can feel it yeah well even to the point that you can actually feel the egg in the tube moving along when somebody's after someone's ovulated it's incredible it's amazing it is amazing it's insane so do you yeah. then give people like 
do, do you give them things to do after you've had your realizations or you found that there's tightness or there's some some issues bowel issues or whatever it is how do you yeah. then freak from there or what does that look like so a lot of the time i'll refer so i'll say to people like that i'd be big into strength and conditioning and um, especially for fertility actually um it's huge there is massive studies done on um, fertility for male and females <clears throat> and particularly for women in terms of their estrogen, their, um, their hormone balance and the benefits of strength and conditioning. And you'd get a lot of people that come in and even for the likes of Clomid, Clomid is a really popular drug and so is metformin. Um, Clomid helps um, to stimulate ovulation and metformin is a blood balancer, which is used a lot in fertility and um, to try and balance out the blood sugars. Um, and you would, the studies for strength and conditioning and diet and lifestyle above the medication in terms of balancing out the hormone levels are incredible. And um, so that's all medically based like studies um, that have been done. Um, so yeah, you get, you can give people, you refer people on, you give them things to do themselves at home. Um, like I have a lot of people that come in and their minds are just insane. They're so busy, so stressed out and they're running and racing from pillar to post. Um, so a lot of times meditation, um, I get people to maybe work on some stretching exercises at home, look up some bits and pieces for yoga. I might refer people to an osteopath um, if there's something structurally going on. Like if like people have come in with extremely tight back, like that have been going around with back pain for years and you'll say some luck, you know, something, it's really, really tight in your right side. You're completely off center and they've been ignoring it. You're kind of going, lads, I'm looking at you. <laughs> and you're, and you're, I can see you on your feet here. You're, you know, you're good. Good. There's a good difference in your leg length, or there's a real tightness in your pelvis at the back. It needs to be, it needs to be released, and they go off, and they come back to you and go, "Oh my god, that's mental." Um. So yeah, no, it's it's amazing. Yeah, it sounds it absolutely, absolutely. Talk to us about your uh, workshop. So I know Paul's got some questions that he wants to ask. Talk to us about the. Oh, cool. Yeah. Kids. Yeah. So I that's been mental. So I normally would have ten people. Maybe I keep it quite low doing a face to face group, and I think there's fifty something people doing it now, um, online, which is brilliant. So I'm I've divided it down into three weeks because it tends to be the biggest areas of concern for people with babies and kids. The first week is digestion, and um, so it's all about colic reflux, um, constipation. And making the bowel move more and like you can use it for, on babies the same routine on babies to children to adults it's the same for everybody and then week two is all about teething immune support so i know we're not allowed to talk about immune boosting no one likes saying that word um but uh, immune support is important um you know uh, head colds snuffles um teething um sleep and then anxiety um i'd work on a good bit as well because there's a lot of kids going around the moment and my heart just breaks with them because parents are messaging me saying the kids are all over the place in the house that you know they might have babies at home that are new babies they might not have babies at all they just got toddlers or kids are a bit older and they're just <clears throat> they might be verbally um saying god they're anxious about this virus or that they're missing their friends but their whole lives have changed and we think we're wibbly wobbly you know for them it's a huge shift they're not seeing their grandparents um, a lot of them, they're not hugging. You're telling them, no, don't touch this. Don't touch your face. Don't touch your friend. And um, you can't see your friends. And it's just, it's very, very different environment for them. They've gone from having this, a teacher who's really important or a childcare provider for a lot of kids, um, who's a really important adult to them um, in their lives 
to like not seeing them at all um, as well as their grandparents their family their friends and their aunts their uncles and whatever else it might be so I just thought you know something I have to do something because I was getting so many messages about it um, I said okay if I put it into a structured format I'll, do, I'll A do it <laughs> um, and B hopefully it'll help a lot of people yeah that sounds amazing I know I know personally a couple of my cousin's kids are really stressed out about it and really anxious and really like worried that they're going to contract the virus and they've got to like keep yeah, washing their so hands sad. and it is really sad what what are your kind of tips around that or if anyone's just listening to this who's experiencing that is there anything that they could do today that could help yeah i suppose listen um i think that is number one i think we are so busy and we're sometimes we quite we're focused on there's so many people that are at home and they're trying to be everything to everybody they're trying to get the homeschooling done they're trying to um, get their own bits of work done and there are some people that are absolutely on the edge they are literally walking a tightrope um, and they're also trying to manage the kids in on top of doing all those elements um, and manage their emotions help them and the weather has been a godsend but I would say just try and take a bit of time don't be stressing too much about the schoolwork. look at this stage of the year they start colouring and they're going on school tours and all the rest of that jazz so don't be freaking out they get eight weeks at least holidays every summer and they always bounce back in September. The teachers will be there in September, please God, to you know help them academically. But emotionally, they can either, they're, they're going to come out of it one way or another. And if there's no point in trying to fight with them about finishing a piece of schoolwork and eating the head of them over it, you know, versus being there emotionally for them and helping them feel supported. Um, so I'd say, you know, to trying to do a bit of bedtime routine earlier, turn off the telly, um, talk to them, put your phone away. Um, there's absolutely brilliant meditations online for kids. Yeah, absolutely. A bit of structure. I find Monday to Friday works really well here in this house. I put it on the whiteboard. This is what we're doing now. I do the same thing every morning. They have their breakfast, then they do their schoolwork, then they might do the Joe Wicks. You need to get into that, girl, lads. You need to be the Joe Wicks of Ireland with the L kids, you know. <laughs> um, but they'll do their Joe Wicks routine, then they'll do you know they'll have other elements then we might do something crafty but they've got their little structure because kids like a bit of structure and then for bedtime we don't do bedtime the exact same way every night because my husband does his own thing but when I do it with them we try and make sure the telly's not on too late that we've got a bit of time for reading and um, I might do a meditation with them or the Moshi audiobooks um, are really good as well there's an app for kids um, and Cam the Cam app has got meditations on there from kids from a young age um, which is really nice as well and just talking to them Charlene actually bought me a brilliant book um, I can't remember the name but The Horse and the Fox and the Mole The Boy The Is Horse it? and the Fox and the Mole yeah it's fabulous and Ava is six and we've been sitting down reading it and when we started reading the story she started talking about so many other things and I just gone oh my god it was like a key that unlocked her so I think that that's a fabulous um, fabulous story and it really just opened up to and even like that journaling get them into journaling if they're you know if they're able to if they're of the age writing letters to their friends writing letters to their grandparents and doing interviews with their grandparents or with people around them asking them you know how they're feeling because that conversation becomes normal then brilliant brilliant what was the name of that book again just in case I think it's called The Boy, The Fox, The Horse and The Mole. It's those four anyway, and it's by Charlie Mackesy. I think that's how he pronounces his name. He's from the UK. Cool. Um, it's a beautiful book. Really, really beautiful. I won't lie, um, I cried, I have to say. Yeah, I did too. It's, it's just really, it's so simplistic, but it really, 
so like every night, like um, not every night, but if I go to bed some nights and I'm just feeling a little bit, let's say, overwhelmed and I'm not sure kind of why or my head is busy at night, sometimes I just open up a random page and I just read whatever that page says. And it's just funny how just somehow everything that he says just either gives you a new perspective or it makes you feel grateful or it makes you question kind of, again, why you're feeling the way that you're feeling. It's just an incredible little book. He's on Instagram as well. Um, his Instagram is phenomenal. He reads little short stories on his Instagram as well. He's got a lovely, soothing, soft English, very posh kind of English voice. It's lovely. Um, it's just a really lovely book. Um, it's a lovely gift, I think, to get somebody. Um, it's really, really nice. Cool. Talk to us about the, the makeup artist workshop before we get you onto these questions as well, Charlene. Yeah, so I suppose my online workshop is for, so it's called Back to Basics, and that's what I call my regular masterclasses. So I travel the country with these makeup workshops, and essentially they're normally three hours long. Um, I have traveled the country with them um, the last couple of months, and I had plans as well, obviously, this year to do the same. That obviously couldn't go ahead, so I decided to take the same syllabus of the online workshop and bring it online instead but a bit like Neve as well it's um, over a three-week process because like that a lot of my followers and, and people that that, it, that like my work would be of the same kind of lifestyle as myself that have small children so time really isn't um, on their side and um, so basically I upload an hour and a half tutorial every week um, for the three-week course and um, so I did it in my sense that it's, it's like a 360 degree approach I give people handbooks and workbooks and things like that to work on themselves. And once the tutorials are uploaded, it's not really like my tutorials that I would do online. It is way, way more detailed. Um, I break down every topic that I feel is important um, from um, a makeup point of view. It's broken down into different sections and, and then it's available for people in the, in the individual sections um, of makeup. So let's say it's, um, foundation and um, then there's blusher and then there's contouring bronzing and um, so people can then one by one watch the topics in their own time and um, if they want to go back and re-watch the tutorial that they're not having to watch an hour and a half tutorial just to get to the point where the blusher is um, and everybody can just learn in their own time and that was something that was really important for me because I feel like in this industry especially with the cosmetics industry, makeup industry, really, really booming. And um, there's a lot of overwhelm in the industry and a lot of women um, were almost shying away from makeup because they were afraid, they didn't understand it, there was too much information out there. So it's essentially what my course is called. It's called Back to Basics. And it really is just bringing it back to the basics of, I'm trying to put it across to people that they need to start looking at themselves more rather than looking at other people. Um, so looking at the influencer or looking at the YouTuber and almost comparing um and saying oh god i wish i had a bigger eye well you're never going to get a bigger eye so just work with what you have and try to make the best out of it and i'm trying to say that in the most positive way and i try to get that across to all my clients as well that it's like well listen you gotta work with your mama gave you so just work with it and i suppose i i teach them i teach them how to structurally look at their own face and to wear makeup that complements them because I feel like at the moment there's this huge makeup trend kind of almost that has been evolving over the last couple of years and I don't know I just feel like it's I, I feel like people are trying to change the structure of their faces a little bit too much um, and everybody is kind of looking a little bit samey um, and I, like I'm just a big advocate of simple, quick, easy makeup, um, nothing too over the top, um, but it's about learning technique. It's not about product pushing in my courses. 
of course I'll give product recommendations but I really just want people to understand that if they learn how to blend eyeshadow that no matter what eyeshadow palette they have in the drawer that they can pick that up and they can create equally as nice a look as what I have with the palettes that I have so it's about just bringing it back to basics really and like I'm I really really and I know it sounds like I'm blowing my own trumpet but I have been overwhelmed with the positive reviews that I've had from the course like That's like brilliant. literally overwhelmed um women have just like some women were telling me stories where just you know they've really I don't know from a self-care perspective and um, it's the first thing that they've probably done for themselves in six seven years since they first had their kids and you know they're not afraid of makeup anymore they they actually feel beautiful and um, which is you know it's quite upsetting and very emotional kind of from my perspective and um, you know, and it's it's just been such powerful. an amazing experience. Really powerful, really powerful. Really powerful, really, really powerful. I just wish, obviously, because I really, um, I protect, um, I'm really conscious of people's privacy as well. Um, and I, like, obviously, I would love to, people are sending me pictures and they're sending me messages, but, and I could easily post those on my Instagram and say, oh, look at me, look how amazing I am, look at what I've done, but I really respect people's privacy. Um, and it's it's really given me, as I said in the beginning, it's given me such a sparkle. Um, it's given me a lot of life. Because um, when I first started, when I was in school, I wanted to study psychology. Didn't know why I wanted to study psychology. All I said was that I wanted to help people. Never had an interest or thought that I was going to go and do makeup. But it's funny now how my job has really almost... I really see myself as really helping people um, in a different way. Whereas I thought back then, many years, I can't even think, I can't even count. Um, but it was a long, long time ago and makeup artistry wasn't really an industry. And it's just funny how, even though back then when I was in Leavenstead trying to decide what I wanted to do and sitting with that careers teacher saying, all I want to do is help people. And I went and I did psychology and it didn't work out for me and whatever. But it's just lovely now how I kind of got my goal really when I was in school um, yeah. in a different way. It's amazing. And you've created it all yourselves as well. So where can people um, find these workshops? Because that's probably going to be your bulk of helping people for the next month or so anyways, where, or maybe two even. Um, so my two are, mm -hmm. are, so my first one is finished and my second one is currently ongoing at the moment. I haven't set any new dates for the for a third one. Um, as I said, I'm, I'm having a website developed at the moment and I would have loved to have brought the third element kind of onto the website and onto a little bit more of a professional platform. But we'll see how it goes. I'm going to see how it goes over the next couple of weeks. Um, and if I have to do another one through the Instagram platform, the way that I've been doing it, um, I launch those dates on my own Instagram, Charlene Flanagan Makeup. And um, the beauty of it is, like as Neve said, it's so lovely now. Like there's no limit really when it comes to online. It's no. lovely mm -hmm. from, you know, from a business point of view, because um, with, with my in-person masterclasses, 50 would have been the maximum that I would have been able to take in terms of goodie bags, hotels, all that kind of stuff. Whereas now it's, it's limitless. It's lovely. Um, and you can help way more people. Yeah, we're seeing it even from our side. So we're starting, we've done a, a current program, 28-day program for our members, similar to what you're doing, an education program over four weeks, four different modules. And we've released it. We're starting one for the public in June. And we're getting contacted by people who were just far too intimidated to even go to a gym and even step near a gym. And the fact that they can do it online, mm -hmm. do it at home and learn these processes without having to put themselves out there as such, it's just opened it up to a whole yeah. new customer and a consumer. Absolutely. It's amazing to think about. It. I like that again. I'm the same with the reflexology workshops because there's women at home who wouldn't have felt comfortable. Their babies are windy or gassy or cry and they think it's just them. And they just wouldn't have felt comfortable going to a class because they just 
felt like they weren't a good mother, that they weren't able to settle their child. So they just wouldn't put the baby in the car seat to bring them to a class for fear that the baby would start crying uncontrollably and they wouldn't be able to settle them. So, and the access as well to people all around the world. Like there's people logging in from everywhere and contacting from all over the world. So it's amazing. Yeah. And where can we find you? Have you workshops coming up, Neve, or are they? Um, so I've got, I started my um, children and babies one this round. So I'm on Bella Beauty Neve on Instagram is the best place to find me. Um, so I'll have details kind of presenting as coming up there. I've got the fertility workshop starting next Tuesday. Um, but I think I'll definitely do another round of the baby and children's one because I've had a huge amount of interest in it. Um, and I think I'm half time around as well with doing one for adults. Um, well, adults and our children are based around anxiety and like that self-care because the amount of messages from people just looking for something, they're just really, really struggling. You got some questions? You want yeah, to? so just a couple of questions, guys, that came in from the list. I'll just go through a few because I know you've given a lot of your time there. So uh, one first one we got here that was asked quite a lot was just a simple no-fuss skin regime with only a few steps. Any tips? Um, yes. So I think <clears throat> there's a good few. Okay, so where would you start from that? So it <laughs> depends on what your skin type is. So for um, you have to. That's the most important factor. Um, whether you're oily or um, dry, if you're oily, if you get any breakouts at all in your skin, I consider you oily. If you get hormonal breakouts throughout the year, so you just have to be careful about what else you're using to not overload your skin. Um, and everyone is dehydrated, so it's about trying to get the right bundles for you. We actually on bellabeauty.ie um, have skincare bundles there, daily skincare bundles. We have a dehydrated one and we have an oily one, um, a dry one and an oily bundle. So everything is there, like your, your package, you literally just buy and go. Um, for your daily skincare. So I think that's one of the easiest ways to do it. Um, or contact me on Bella Beauty Neve or Instagram Bella Beauty Balana. Tara is on there and she's doing free online consults for people as well. So if they want to kind of figure out cool. well, what their skin type is, um, she can help with that. Cool. Um, another one that came in is, can you put a light layer of Vital C under the eye area? That was asked a few uh, times. Yeah, that's mad. That's so funny. <laughs> you can. <laughs> You can use serums right up to um, the eye area. Um, I wouldn't use them over on the lid. Um, you can use some through the eyebrows as long as there's no tattooing there. Um, it depends on the product, but Vital C you can. Yeah, you can use it up there. It's enough. Yeah. And, and then the last question. Me? It, the best tip for dry skin and prone to acne, any cream for blemishes that you'd recommend? Um, I'll say my bit and then I'll let Charlene jump in. Um, so you're not dry and oily. You're going to be oily and dehydrated. You need to know that you're getting the hydration in there. So if you're oily, you've got an excess of um, oil onto the skin if or sebum onto the skin. If you are dry, you have a lack of sebum. So it's about trying to figure out, well, exactly which one you are. But that person, you if you don't use anything that's too rich, like shea butter, anything that's very and very heavy, and that tends to what happens a lot of the time. People will use that, and then their skin overloads on oil. Um, so it makes okay. the other element worse. And um, one of the best products I've ever found for breakouts is at the Acne Out Lotion. We don't sell it, but they sell it on Mars.ie and they sell it in Kilroy's Pharmacy, I think, have it about that. Cool. Um, um, that is brilliant as a topical um, acne cream. What do you think, Shirley? Anything else? In terms of skincare, I would agree with Neve just in the sense that 
there's a lot of misconception on dry versus dehydrated um, and definitely that's something I would always try to advocate anyway is just um, tackle the I suppose the dehydration kind of always um, and just kind of consistently just work on, on the acne um, in terms of makeup I suppose as well um, I'm presuming it maybe came from a female um, that was listening in. Um, <laughs> if it was, then I would suggest um, going towards a, a mineral makeup um, as opposed to wearing um, just your ordinary foundation. Mineral makeup allows the skin to breathe. Um, so, and really good in terms of keeping the skin hydrated and, and nourished. Um, They're a game a changer for skin, definitely. Yeah. You really are. Um, I even use um, Amy Connolly um, has her own brand. She's an Irish makeup artist it's called Sculpted by Amy. And she has a brand, a mineral makeup called Second Skin. Um, Jane Erdahl um, is another really, really good one. They have a BB cream, um, quite full coverage, but still, again, um, it's mineral based. Um, trying to think mineral, and bare mineral. Blush. Yeah, there's a blush makeup as well. She's Irish based. She's based, I think, are they in Tipperary. Still, are they still operating? I don't know. I'll cry if they're not because I love her foundation. <laughs> I find it brilliant. I get breakouts if I don't use a mineral base. I have to use a mineral base. So, um, yeah. yeah. Mineral base, they're definitely, if that came in from a female, um, then definitely look at the makeup and make sure that the old makeup brushes are being cleaned after 100%. every single use. <laughs> yeah. And Charlene, a question that actually, last one that just popped up a lot. It was just, what's a quick... Um, not lots of steps makeup routine you could recommend yeah okay so again like that maybe in terms of your base um, just use your regular skincare um, in terms of like underneath your makeup um, you don't technically need a primer um, but just make sure you have something on there that's going to ultimately give you the finish um, that you're looking for so if you've got a drier complexion you're going to be looking for something that's going to give you a bit more radiance if you've got oilier skin you're going to be looking for something that's going to mattify um, so you can find those things from your moisturizers um, and serums um, and then just foundation apply all over the skin if you do use a mineral base you can actually double up and use your mineral foundation as a concealer as well so that also works really really well um, and then I would often say just for the cheeks I would prefer um, the look overall of a blush rather than a bronzer. I just feel like it's a little bit warmer and more natural looking. But find a blusher that has a bit of a little bit of radiance in it. Nothing too shimmery, nothing too shiny, but just a tiny little bit of a glow just to kind of pick the skin up a little bit more and just apply that onto the cheeks. Um, either brush through your eyebrows with either a clear brown mascara or something that has a bit of a tint into it um, that'll give it a bit more definition. And then just throw on a bit of mascara and a bit of lip gloss and that's my kind of three to five minute makeup that's my general day to day just keeping it simple but trying to find products maybe that have a bit of multi-purpose in them and that almost do maybe like two things in one and um, i find that i'm um, amy Connolly uh, palette is it the edit palette or something the full face edit palette yeah yeah it's i find that brilliant because you have everything in that you've got your eyes your cheek your you know you have everything in that so it's really really fast everything's in one place yeah. Yeah. Cool. Wow, an hour and a half has gone by already. <laughs> yeah, That's thanks, mad. girls. That was absolutely amazing. Thank you for your time. No. Thanks, thanks for having us. I feel like we should be paying me because I feel like that was therapy. So thanks very much. <laughs> like you can tell the passion that's coming from me for what you do and your success is obviously mirroring that passion and long may it continue. And absolutely. So look, I hope you can get back thanks to some sort of normality very soon. And I know whatever the normal will be, you'll adapt to that just like you've adapted to everything else. So continued success and thank you for your time. Thanks so much, guys.
Yeah. Thanks, thanks a million, guys. Talk to you soon. Thanks All a million. Right, we get a load from that. Cheers, guys. Have a lovely day. We'll speak to you soon. Okay, take care. You bye too. Bye. Bye, bye. See bye. you guys. Thanks. Thank you.